Hey, what's up, homies? Welcome back to the Homies Real Estate Podcast. This is your host, Anthony. I'm Angel. I'm a realtor. I'm a lender. And hopefully together, we can give you a pretty good idea of what's happening in today's real estate market. We got a super good one for you. We're going to be going over income and qualifying for a home. I know tax season is here and we get several questions. Hey, what qualifies for income? What doesn't? We're going to break it down in this podcast. So, Angel, let's go ahead and jump right into it. First things first, what types of income count towards my pre-qualification amount? So yeah, I mean, obviously, if you're if um, your base income, right? Of course, whatever you, you you get paid hourly or salary, you can use that. Um, commissions you can use, overtime you can use, bonuses you can use. Um, those are pretty much the core ones for the income income side of it. Gotcha. What about, uh, let's just say I get some help from the government. Maybe I get like a disability. Or... Yeah, yeah, definitely. So um, those were basically, so the ones I just went over were if you have a job, right? Those are those are incomes you will see at, at a, in a workplace. But of course, people receive disability income or um, you can also use alimony income. You could also use ch- um, child support income. You can use um, income if you get a pension right? You can use that income, social security income, all that income you can use as well when you're qualifying for a home. What about unemployment income? Is this something you can use towards your home as well? Um, question we get a lot right now, because of course, a lot of people are on unemployment, a spike in that recently. Um, unfortunately, unemployment income, we can never use that, right? So it has to be um, either income from a job or income from that you're going to see long term. Unemployment income is temporary income. So it's really why we can't use it. Gotcha. So let's jump into some of these base incomes that we typically see, right? Salary, commission, bonuses. How does the bank calculate this income? Yeah, so with so with salary, you just use your you know your base income, right? So if you make if you work forty hours a week, let's say you make twenty dollars an hour, we use that. That's your income, your base income, right? Or if you're a salary employee, if you make seventy thousand dollars a year, then we use that income um, for commissions and bonuses and overtime, the bank wants to see a two-year history of that, right? So how they do that is we go ahead and we will look at your previous two years of employment, seeing exactly how much have you made in each category, and we divide it over 24 months. That's going to let us know exactly, or give us an average, right, of how much you've been making in each category. One big thing, too, is the bank's going to want to see that it's a continue with, a continue with growth, a continue with, a continuous, excuse me, continuous growth, or um, at least steady like each year. So for example, if you worked a bunch of overtime in 2019, but then in 2020, because of COVID, it did fall a lot. We can't use an average. We're going to have to use the lower um, year of 2020 because it's not growing every year. The bank wants to see that. They want to make sure that you're going to continue to make more money each and every year, especially through those uh, specific um, categories of bonuses, commissions, and so forth. Gotcha. So you're telling me for bonuses and for commission, you want an average of the last two years. So let's Correct. just say a year one, I made 15000 mm-hmm. in commissions, right? And then year two, I made 35000 in commissions. Mm-hmm. So I made $50,000 in commissions both years combined. Correct. The bank is going to make it so that I'm making twenty five a year, and that's what's counted towards my income. Correct? Exactly, exactly. Same thing for bonuses. Same right? thing for bonuses. Same thing for um, overtime as well. But if it was the opposite, right? Let's say you're making thirty five in twenty nineteen, and 
commissions. And then last year you only made 15, then the bank only takes that 15 one. So they want to mitigate their risk, right? So they want, again, they want to make sure that there's some, there's growth in your, in your job and, and in those specific categories. That's really important. Okay, cool. So let's jump into pensions. How does the bank look at pensions? So pensions, it's it's pretty much, you know, you're, you're getting your salary, right? Not your salary, but you're getting your monthly paychecks and stuff like that. So every year you're going to get a form with your pension, how much they, they paid you out that year. So we're going to need to see that. Um, and then we see your bank account, seeing how much you're getting your monthly deposits for. And we can use your pension. That, that's no issue at all. Gotcha. So it's very simple, right? Very just simple. just like yeah. it's the income, right? Exactly. It's just a pension. Exactly. <laughs> Same thing for a retirement, right? Mm -hmm. Withdrawal. So... Well, retirement withdrawal is different, right? So if you're purchasing a home and you're withdrawing money from your retirement, that's not income, that's assets, right? So that's asset that you have, it's money that you have available to you to purchase your home. Um, you can use that money to um, withdraw. So if you have a 401k um, that allows you to withdraw that money or 403b, whatever the case may be, um, that allows you to withdraw the money, you can withdraw that money and no, it's no problem to the bank. We just have to see um, terms and conditions for that withdrawal, that withdrawal, right? So if you have to pay back the loan um, and so forth, the bank just has to see that. Um, they don't count it against you, that payback, but they would do, we do need to see that your retirement um, provider does allow you to do so. Gotcha. So if you do a retirement withdrawal, mm -hmm. that is that based toward, is that, can that be used towards your income or is that just used specifically for more down payment? Specifically just for down payment. It's not anything counting towards your income. Because again, with income, it has to be, you have to see continue with, you know, you're going to continue to receive this. That's Consistent. what the key wants. That's what the bank wants to see. So with the withdrawal, it's just a one-time thing. So we can't use that as income. We don't again, but we could use it as assets, which a lot of people do do. If you are hesitant of touching that when you're purchasing a home, I recommend it. You know, just, you know, people don't want to touch the retirement income, but um, having a home and the, the assets you're going to, or the equity, right, you're going to build on your property, I think is 100% worth touching that retirement income. Absolutely. Okay, cool. So let's touch on short-term capital gains and long-term capital gains. So how does a bank look at short-term first? Very honestly, you pretty much look at them the same, right? So um, if you have a, like, um, let's say an account for your, for your stocks or, you know, mutual funds, whatever the case may be, you can withdraw those as well. You know, and again, it's not to your income, it's to your assets. So you can withdraw that money in those accounts and use them as your income. Uh, excuse me, as your assets, so you can use it for down payment and closing costs. Let's say if you put if you sold a home recently, right, and you're and you're gonna uh, make X amount of dollars, as long as that money is deposited into your account, we can see that you sold your home, get a settlement statement for when you sold your home. We can use those assets right away as well. Okay, yeah, yeah assets. So it's going to be used towards down payment, not necessarily towards income. Exactly. If you are, let's just say, a flipper or someone that's consistently doing short-term capital gains, mm -hmm. or let's just say you're a you know stock trader that does short, consistent mm -hmm. short-term capital gains, how does the bank look at that? So yeah, again, as long as we can see your accounts showing that you do own, you know, that's your money, that's your you know your assets, and you can transfer from one account to the other. Um, you know, there should be no issue with that, using that money, as long as you can, the main thing is always that you can source your money, which you should be able to, if you sold a home recently, if you're flipping homes constantly, you're going to have an escrow company that's involved, set, having settlement statements showing that you sold that home, that you got paid out this much, that check's going to be deposited into the bank, so that money's no problem to use, 
along with you know if you, let's say if you're trading on td ameritrade you have an account that's and that's another td ameritrade is pretty much another bank right so you have your statements there to show your income and all that stuff as well from what you're you're making from your from your stocks but again stocks anyone who trades stocks and you know are in and out of stocks or whatever like you, that money stays in that stock account unless you withdraw it so it's not income either you choose when to withdraw it and, and so forth gotcha okay sounds good so let's jump into calculating this ability how does a bank look at that disability is is really simple so you should be getting an award letter like social security disability stating how much do you make you know in disability income along with social security income um if it's not taxed um we could gross it up 110 percent so if you make uh let's say um let's try to make it simple if you make a thousand dollars we can give you a thousand one hundred dollars as your income because it's not taxed right so um, some disabilities are you can gross that up along with um, social security income as long as we have your war letter um, we see uh, your bank statement seeing how much you're getting deposited each month um, disability is very simple to use and, and it's, it's definitely no problem so everyone or a lot of people should be getting a stimulus check soon if they haven't mm -hmm. gotten one already Will that be used towards my income? Will that be used towards my down payment? How does the bank look at that? Yeah, again, stimulus checks are one-time thing, so we don't use it as income, as income, but we do use it as assets, right? As as money that is available to you. Anything, whenever you, if you look on your um, bank statements, any deposit from the government is gonna, or for specifically like, yeah, from the government, from the treasury, it's gonna stay there on your account from the US Treasury. So your stimulus check or your refunds that you get back from the government, all that money is you can use towards your down payment. That is no issue at all. Got it. So all in all, it looks like if there's something with a consistent monthly deposit or payment that can easily be used as income as long as it's not unemployment. Mm -hmm. If it's a one time or a very unfrequently withdrawal, then it cannot be used as income. It's going to be used more so for your down payment, correct? Exactly. So I know you mentioned earlier that you're looking for about two years of work history, right? Mm -hmm. Is there any way around this two years of work history? Yes. So the, the only way really around it that you know I'm aware of is through school, right? So if you go to school and you get a degree in something, um, Let's say, for example, it can be any school. It can be if you go to a university and you get a degree and let's say biology and you become a biology teacher, you can use that income right away because you went to school for that and you got a job in that, right? So you can use it right away. Same if you go to a trade school to become a mechanic and you get a, whatever type of degree or whatever certificate there is for mechanic, mechanical work, and then you're now a mechanic, you should be able to avoid those two years of work history um, because those school the school years count as the two years. So um, yeah, that's pretty much the only way around it, but that, that I'm aware of. Got it. <clears throat> so I guess the last question you know that I have and it's something that I get asked all the time, what if I own my own business? How will I be able to qualify for a home? Is there a way that I can use, you know, hey, stated income, like I make this much or maybe provide bank statements. How does the bank look at that? Yeah, so there, there's different programs out there, right? Um, first and foremost, you can still do regular programs, you know, FHA and conventional. Those are, you know, the 5% down, 3.5% down, down payment assistance. Those are all still available to to um, to business owners. 
But uh, how, how the bank looks at that, right, is rather you file corporation taxes or rather you just file a, a Schedule C on your personal taxes, they take the whatever net income, not your gross, and that's where a lot of business owners get confused. Is they say, oh, I made 200000 last year. But then on their net income after deductions, you know, somewhere even in the negatives, right? So we don't look at the gross income. The bank doesn't care about the gross income. They care what is that net pay at the end of the year. So they take whatever net pay, for example, you had in 2019, and then they take it in 2020. And then same thing, similar to commission and bonuses, you average it over 24 months and the bank wants to see a growth each year, right? So if you report less in 2019, uh, more in 2019 than you did in 2020, it's not gonna benefit you as much, right? So try to show that continued growth. There's also a one-year tax program. Nobody likes to pay Uncle Sam, so I get it as a business owner. You do have your expenses, your deductions. That's a that's a beauty of being a business owner. So you do have a one-year tax program that you can use that you can only that um, we just use one year of taxes. So you can just report one year of high income, and it's five percent down. Um, that's definitely a big option that I give to a lot of um, business owners. It's a good one. And then, yeah, you have the other, uh, you know, the more conventional products like the, the bank statement programs or profit and loss programs. Um, those are good programs. But again, interest rates are a little higher on those. So, um, you know, but they are available to you. Awesome. Well, I guess that, that covers the majority of the, the questions that I had, Angel, in regards to you know, qualifying for a home, what qualifies as income, what doesn't, what does it look like for a business owner. Uh, if there's any questions that you homies have for uh, either Angel or I when it comes to taxes, income, qualifying for a home, feel free to reach out to us. We're always happy to uh, answer those questions for you. Uh, you know what our Instagram is. Angel's Instagram is Your Mortgage Angel. Um, is there any last words you have for the audience, Angel? So just want to actually touch up on two more things just because, you know, we have a client that's actually going to this and a lot of people going to this. So, um, and it's, it's basically what happens if you're off of work, right? Let's say if you're unemployed for a certain amount of time, like what does the bank need to see along with if you get a new job or, um, yeah, if you get a new job or they go from a part-time to a full-time. So just want to break over those three things real quick. So if you're at a job, right? And let's say if, even if it's the same job or a different job and you're off for more than a six month period, you have to establish six months of a work history again in order to qualify again. So you don't have to have two years of consecutive income necessarily, but you just have to have consistent income. Right. So once you longer than a six month period, it's a, it's a long period of time over half a year. You're going to have to establish working for six months again. So um, with that being said, if you are back within that six months. At your, at shave, if, uh, if you're at a new job, right? So you got, let's say if you got laid off from one job and you're back and you get a new job in five months, as long as we see an offer letter from that new company, along with one month of pay stubs, we can use that income right away. And a lot of times I have the situation actually where they leave from that one job to their new job, they're actually getting paid more money now. So you actually qualify, you'll qualify for more because you're at your new job, you're getting a, a larger base salary, right? Um, and then along with that, the third thing I wanted to touch up, touch up, what was the third thing I just said? I forgot. Uh, six month Six break. month break. Um, I'm trying to remember the last one I just said. Uh, I lost my train of thought on that one. <laughs> it, was the, it was the six month break. It was the- Increasing the, pay. Oh yeah, no, it was going from, if you go from part-time to full-time, right? Like how does that work? So first and foremost, let me touch on that part-time. 
the bank, what they do for part-time income is they just average your, your year to date on your pay stub along with the past, you know, two years, basically a two year history as well. And they average it over 24 months because part-time income is always changing up and down. It's not, it's always fluctuating. It's not a guaranteed hours, right? So with that, you can only use an average over 24 months, but let's say that your job offers you a full-time position, right? So you can get an offer letter from them or some type of letter stating that you're you're switching from a part-time employee to a full-time employee and if there's also going to be any income changes, right? So with that, as long as we see that you went from, from part-time to full-time and we have a month of pay stubs supporting that, you can use that income right away as well to qualify for more. So that's one thing I, that I do see a lot happen too is, you know, again, working part-time to full-time. That's how the bank will look at it. That's good. That's good information, you know. That's, I actually didn't know about that last one. So, yeah. uh, and then the other one too. I'm sorry, <laughs> this is a lot of income, but I kind of want to touch as much as I can on it. Um, if you have two jobs, right? The bank needs to see if say if you have uh, if you work two jobs, the bank needs to see two years of history, consistent history that you work two jobs at the same time, right? So let's say if you if you've been working this one job for a long time and then last year you barely got you started working a second job. The bank can't use both of those incomes. They can only use one because you have to have a two-year history of working two jobs. And so that, that's a big one as well. Thank you, Angel. <laughs> so that was a that was a lot of good info there, homies. I if you have any questions, you can reach out to Angel. He's the master at this. Um Angel, where can we find you at? Uh at your mortgage angel. You guys can always um feel free on my Instagram. I'll have my contact info as well. So feel free to reach out to me if you guys DM me, text me, email me, whatever if you guys feel more comfortable with with your guys' questions. Uh, me along with Anthony, we're just here to help you guys, you know, whatever your goals are to be a homeowner, that's what we're here for. So um, like me and Anthony probably always tell people is you never know till you try. So feel free to ask us any questions and, you know, you may be closer to homeownership than you think. Absolutely. So thank you again, homies, for joining us for the podcast. Thank you, Angel, for breaking that down for us. I'll catch you guys next week. Take care and stay safe, y'all. Thank you. Hey, homies, it's Anthony. This podcast contains my opinions and is for educational purposes only. It does not guarantee any projections and should not serve as a basis for any purchase or sale in real estate.